Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guests today are two members of the Perth Heat executive team. The Perth Heat are a baseball team in the Australian Baseball League and the first team in world sport to operate on a Bitcoin standard. We're going to have Stephen Nelkowski, their CEO, and Patrick O'Sullivan, their chief Bitcoin officer or CBO, on today's interview. But of course, before we get to the interview, we have this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight, and we're going international for the first time, actually promoting the Perth Bitcoin Meetup. So the Perth Bitcoin Meetup gets together once a month to socialize, learn, and discuss the latest in the world of Bitcoin. They're all Bitcoin and no altcoins. So if you're in or traveling through West Australia and want to find the signal among the noise, join the Perth Bitcoin Meetup. You can contact them in their Telegram chat, which is listed in the show notes below. Now, we're going to get to our interview with Stephen and Patrick right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Cheers, Josh. Great to be on. Thanks so much for having us. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions to help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? Absolutely. Let's go. So Stephen, we'll start with you. And then Patrick, you follow up just so we can help listeners understand who's who early on. The first question is this, when and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? I think we've all got some sort of similar story where at the Christmas table uh, with family and there's always uh, the batshit crazy cousin that uh, mentions Bitcoin or um, and everyone's sitting there quietly thinking, uh, what, what, what is this? Uh, <laughs> Is the cousin onto something? Should we be, you know, finding more more out? But uh, now, look, it's 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 been a journey um, in, in a couple of different ways. So, um, you know, there's been a, an intrigue about it for you know, the best part of maybe you know five years back to 2017, and and watching it um, without without being too close to it. Um, and then in my position, you know, looking at world sport trends and understanding as a business what do I need to do to make sure Perth Heat remain uh, competitive and at the cutting edge of technology um, and advancements you know, in, in, the, in the near future. And for me, it just kept coming back to Bitcoin. Um, and I was you know, doing my research and understanding more about it. And then uh, Patrick became you know, uh, a significant part of my journey in Orange Pilling Me. Um, and once you know, I uh, openly started discussing it with Patrick, it, uh, it really did uh, move quickly from there. He's been a, uh, a wonderful teacher for myself. Um, educator, listener, and that's really happened in the last two to three years. 
Patrick, how about you? Uh, yeah, I would say this, the, the the same sort of story that you, that you always hear. It's those touch points immediately happening sort of 2012, 2013 is when it, it came across the radar. And of course, just completely wrote it off. Um, it's stupid, just had too many things going on. And, and I always say to this day, it's the uh, the dumbest decision I've ever made, the, the single most costly decision I've ever made to ignore those uh, initial early, those early signs. But uh, yeah, just touch points uh, throughout the media and then uh, through family and friends at the time, uh, you know, you hear people making great successes in uh, certain areas and you immediately write it off as a scam or something. And uh, yeah, that was my, <laughs> the, the single biggest mistake I've ever made. So the next question is, is what's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish that everyone understood? Ooh, there's so many. Uh, maybe even just simply that you don't don't need what's Bitcoin at today. Uh, US dollar value, 21000 somewhere around there, that you don't need $21,000 to um, purchase Bitcoin and that it's not a scam. You know, people really need to take that word uh, and that association away from Bitcoin. Uh, the quicker that happens, uh, the better as well. Nice. Uh, I would say the I, I'm going to go a little bit uh, off the radar here uh, and, and tailor it more towards Maxis just because the Bitcoin maxis are a lot of the times making the arguments that will eventually trickle down into the normie world. I wish um, that individuals knew, uh, not about Bitcoin, but about what we're trying to do with Bitcoin, uh, the community and the network, is who, who we're actually fighting and, and what the history of just the monetary system in general is and how essentially a distributed ledger technology is it overtook the U.S. dollar. And uh, from there, that's what we're fighting. Uh, rather than fighting the U.S. dollar or the Fed, I think it's always interesting that uh, Bitcoiners will be so distrustful of everything coming out of the government, but they'll believe the one thing uh, that the government says about who controls uh, the global reserve assets. So I wish uh, if we could do just a, that little bit more, just a little bit more uh, research into uh, the global monetary network, uh, we could see who we're actually fighting. And it's also a bit of hopium that, uh, you know, if a distributed ledger technology has already won, um, one that is more open source, uh, and that is more open and permissionless is going to win out again, because it's just simply more efficient. So this third question is simply this, what is the Bitcoin resource that you most recommend to other people? In terms of resource, if you've got a couple of hundred dollars, just buying some Bitcoin and, and, and learning about it, um, in, in, in that sense, and understanding how to utilize it, how to use it, um, and just starting that way. I know that doesn't directly answer the question, but it's um, you know, just getting people onto the first base in some ways and um, understanding Bitcoin. Yeah, sweet. Uh, I would say that if, if it's just normal people that we come across, the, you know, the obvious one is the Bitcoin standard. That's probably the easiest digest for people. I would say my favorite one to recommend and the thing that probably had the biggest impact on my understanding of Bitcoin um, is uh, GG's what, uh, Bitcoin is Time. Uh, I love recommending that one. It's a fantastic read. Um, and it just really, it allows you to quickly and easily see, easily. And um, with a little bit of work, it allows you to easily see what uh, the true innovation is and why uh, the system becomes trustless. So the last two questions are not Bitcoin specific. The first one, and this is question number four, is beyond Bitcoin, what's a resource or an idea that's been helpful to you or your business recently? You sent some of these questions through uh, you know, prior to our chat, and I thought, uh, what's been helping me? Uh, recently and uh it was actually my birthday on the weekend and i i got a box of lego um and it's surprising just how much lego is helping me sitting at a table with my son who's three years old and building things and uh just taking myself away from from the business at the moment is the best tool i've got um just sitting at a table with my son and playing with some lego blocks and building cities it's been very very good for me Patrick, you're going to have a hard time topping that. What's yours? <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely don't think I'm going to top that. I, I will say, because like Steve has mentioned there, it, it has been so much Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin around uh, the office and the space um, that it's hard to separate that from everything that's been going on. But it, the, the, probably the biggest change in terms of ideas that I have seen, and it's actually, it's nice to see it in uh, others inside the community, inside the organization, has just been a, sh a shift in time preference, right? We talk about it all the time as Bitcoiners, uh, but to see it actually uh, come to 
the surface uh, at an organizational level, uh, especially as we've seen, you know, this re- recent downturn in Bitcoin. Um, if you are not fully, you know, if you don't have your conviction up, you don't have your education up, it can be uh, a daunting period for newcomers. And it's been awesome to see that, uh, you know, you start to see the education uh, sort of actually kicking in um, and that low time preference around everybody, around the organization of thinking, you know, this is n- none of this stuff actually affects what we're doing. We're just building in this time. Um, and that has been it's been game changing uh, to the group to to be able to build um, from a point of strength. And now we have our final, what we call arbitrary but insightful question, and it's this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Why not? Why can't we do this? Let's do it. Uh, yeah, I would second that. I would say why not? Uh, you know, just op- opens you up to so many different possibilities, and that's how we're stumbling forward. And, um, you know, nothing more than uh, what we're doing with the organization is going to, uh, I think you're going to see uh, in this conversation, hopefully, you're going to see that that's pretty much the, the organizational model is why not. So I would say why not for sure. Perfect. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high net worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. At Linkster, it's not just advice. It's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Well, gentlemen, we're here today to talk about the Perth Heat and talk about the first team in world sport to operate on a Bitcoin standard. First question, and I'm not sure the best person to toss this to, so I'll let you two decide, but tell us a little bit about the Perth Heat and then also what does it mean for Perth Heat to operate on a Bitcoin standard? Well, it means a lot and it's, it's, it's evolving every day and what we're doing uh, today will be different in six months time and what um, we've done in the previous six months is probably what we didn't think would be uh, our, our initial introduction to operating on a Bitcoin standard. So, um, yeah, naturally we live in a, you know, a, a city where you know, very few people operate on a Bitcoin standard. So there's a, there's a transition there in terms of um, you know, how we're structuring the business and also uh, the opportunities that are coming globally from uh, being the first team in the world to operate on a Bitcoin standard. So in, in some ways it's quite you know, complex, uh, but it's also you know, pretty simple as well. Um, every aspect of the business that we can uh, operate on, a, you know, through Bitcoin or on Bitcoin standard, we are uh, we are doing that. But there's also um, a part of the business at the moment which is relying on fiat, um, and that will be there for us un- until the rest of the world catches up in some ways, or you know, um, we have global ado- adoption of enough businesses uh, that we can deal with, with without companies you know, dealing with fiat. So, um, yeah, continually evolving every day in terms of 
how we process payments, how we look at payments and how we continue to uh, you know, work with staff members but also suppliers, our members, um, you know, our, our players, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, really exciting that it continues to move as, as quickly as it does and there's no daylight like yesterday and there'll be no like daylight today. Um, it's an incredibly exciting industry to be uh, involved with. And Patrick, I want to get to you in just a second, but Stephen, I want to toss it back to you real quick. Could you tell us a little bit about how long you've been involved with the Perth Heat? Did you come to the team and have an intention of bringing Bitcoin to the team, or is this something that you've learned along the way after already being the CEO of the company? That's no, when, when I took the position, which was uh, almost four years ago, it certainly wasn't uh, in my master plan that I uh, gave to the board of directors. Um, in, in terms of where we'll be in 2022. So um, it, it's something that's, that's continually come about and, and look, probably es- escalated during COVID and uh, yeah, the, the difficulties as an, as an organisation we had uh, you know, during the two years and um, assessing where we needed to be um, in two years' time or three years' time or five or ten, ten years' time, everything for me kept coming back to um, operating on a Bitcoin standard. So over the last two years, it's, it, it is really where it's sped up. So, Patrick, you're the chief Bitcoin officer. Kind of curious, how did you, I'm assuming you're American based off your accent. How did you get mixed up with an, an Aussie baseball team? And what does it look like to be the chief Bitcoin officer for the team? Uh, well, the chief Bitcoin officer is a fantastic job, I will say that. Uh, and I, I imagine, uh, like you, uh, when you uh, speak to so many different people in Bitcoin, um, in the business world, they, these things start to come together and there will be many more like me, right? This chief Bitcoin officer idea in that this is how payments in the future are going to be made. Uh, there are such a fast moving industry that uh, you almost need someone that uh, has that ability or has the the intent or the the will to go out there and learn this stuff and try and stay ahead of things and then just communicate that back down to an audience that simply doesn't have the amount of time or the energy required to, to learn this stuff. So it's really, uh, the role is really about digesting the necessary information um, and which department that's going to go to and how that's going to affect the business overall and doing it in bite-sized, easy to understand little chunks uh, and so that we can become a better organization. So um, it's really a translator from the what's going on in the Bitcoin space, what can we action now, uh, how is that going to affect the business, uh, you know, 90 days from now, 180 days from now, and going on into the future. Um, so th- that's the that's the original role. Uh, very early on, it was about, you know, it's essentially orange pilling the company, right? And I think that's how every chief Bitcoin officer is going to have to start now. You're going to have to have someone inside of the organization. Um, in this case, it was Steve, um, who had an idea and realized that, you know, just through our conversations, had realized, well, if it's better for him uh, as an individual, it's going to be better for the organization because an organization is simply a group of individuals who are pointing at a common goal. Um, and so we quickly realized that this was an opportunity um, where we could make some moves and the flexibility inside of the organization, just the way that it's structured, uh, the the board that we have, the owners that are involved, uh, they were all very open to that idea. So at the beginning, it was orange pilling, lots and lots of orange pilling. Um, and I'm you know, much like Bitcoiners, uh, the longer that you stay in the game, you know, you, you start to, well, it sort of ebbs and flows, right? Sometimes you're just like, I'm not going to orange pill anybody else. I just can't take it anymore. I've already had that conversation 15,000 times. Other people really like it and they thrive on it. And I'm constantly looking for holes in my argument because I have a significant investment in my argument, right? Like, you know, the chips mm-hmm. are on the table when it comes to Bitcoiners, you're putting your money where your mouth is. And oftentimes, um, especially over time, it becomes uh, quite a bit of savings that you have accumulated and you don't want to be wrong. So I'm constantly looking for those things. Uh, so, that was uh, my initial involvement was just that orange pilling process. And again, it's about coming up with small, little tiny wins that people can understand. Uh, you can make it easy and then you can immediately show them, right? You don't want to show that you don't want to, you know, not that it's a surprise to anyone, but you don't want to go into the first board meeting and say, listen, uh, it's going <laughs> to, you can be a sovereign individual and we're going to, you know, we're not going to have any sure. reliance on anyone else for the rest of the world. No one can steal the, uh, the energy savings that we've accumulated. 
like we're going to save the world. That, that, that isn't probably the way, you know, you have to tailor it to every conversation. Yeah. So uh, the, the role of the, the, the Bitcoin officer is that, uh, and uh, yeah, it's been exciting so far. So I'm sort of curious, once again, Patrick, what is like a project that's on the horizon beyond orange pilling that you're excited about connected to your job as a CBO? Oh man, I like the, it would it would take a, a, a significant number of shows just to get through the possibilities or the things that are down the pipe, which is exactly what we've tried to do as an organization. There's so much happening right now in the Bitcoin space, so much on, on the cards, and we have put our hand up and we have done this very specifically. This is part of the strategy to say to companies in the space, um, we have now, because we are the first sports organization in the world to go on a Bitcoin standard, uh, we are very open to any ideas that are in the space because we want to lead from the front we see it as we can provide a, or we want to provide a mirror to the network to say, this is the best that we can offer small businesses. This is what we can do. These are the, the necessary steps. This is the applications that you can use. These are the companies that you can use to get there. So it's been incredibly exciting. Like the value for value podcasting that is happening right now at the moment, that is not going to stay uh, in the podcast world, right? That is going to transfer to other areas of media. Um, and it's it's just very, very exciting to be a part of. That's probably the biggest thing that I've seen in terms of uh, a shift in just how you need to think about how things are going to be funded in the future. How, uh, what value is in the future will come down to, uh, well, what is someone willing to exchange for? No longer do you have to go through a central entity in order to disperse that value. And just that singular idea, so many things, so many projects are being built in the background with a fantastic group that we have accumulated, um, that we have brought together to help us bring this thing to life. And we really are like being on the inside, we're seeing sort of six months out what is happening or what people are working on. Um, and just trying to get that into action as soon as possible, because we know, uh, number one, we have a, a reliable test audience where we can try these things out. We can be experimental, but we're also, it's not just going, we're not just going to shove it uh, on the community without any uh, education, right? That's a, a huge component of it right now for us is just educating everyone, uh, especially inside of the organization. Listen, like Steve said before, uh, the processes that we're going through now, uh, they are not going to be the same in 30 days. They're not going to be the same in 60 days. These things are going to be constantly evolving and we are looking for the winners um, and we're going to try and lean into those heavily. But uh, that's really the, the job is excitement because we are seeing things on the front line, whether it's payments, whether it's how to deal with taxes, whether it's how to deal with, uh, you know, just payment solutions to the players or to the staff or however it is, or just taking on the corporate treasury of now, how does it change our uh, planning when we go into a season and we have Bitcoin on the balance sheet or Bitcoin as the reserve asset inside the company? How does that change for uh, you know, 2023, the 2025 season, all of these things going forward, uh, it makes a really big difference. So I would say uh, there's there's a ton of exciting things on the horizon. So Steve, I'm curious, when it comes to kind of your vision for the organization, first of all, what was the vision that you cast for people within the organization, whether it's the board, the players, the fans, and what were some of those conversations you had early on? Was it an easy transition to a Bitcoin standard or was it something that you really had to fight uphill to win approval for? I know the conversations have been varied. You know, we've, we've tampered with our logo. Um, if you look at it, there, there, there's the, the Bitcoin logo inside the baseball. We've, uh, we're the most successful baseball team in Australia. Your, your logo is a strong part of your history. Um, I've had championship players question what we're doing um, and needing to explain to them the process and the pathway and that it may not be today that it all comes together. It may take a couple of years for them to understand the significance of the move that the organisation has made, but you've got to see it through. Obviously, conversations with, with fans that have been, again, different because there's been, in, in some ways, confusion. Can they come to the ballpark and 
shop at concession stands if they don't have Bitcoin, well, we still accept fiat. Um, there's obviously then the conversations with the players and the one we had regularly at the start was what happens if the price goes down and the volatility of Bitcoin, how will that affect my paycheck? Um, so needing to speak to them and educate them through that process um, because the landscape is changing so quickly, what we presented to the board has already changed um, what we're thinking moving forward. So there's con- continual updates with the board in terms of how we're continuing to transition and what we're going to be doing. So across different stakeholders, um, different conversations, but all of them I would think are positive, um, you know, e- even those ones in, in, in regards to Logo. When you sit down and you explain the vision and you explain the process and what this will mean for the organisation um, you know, f- further down the line, uh, they accept it and they understand it um, and happy to support. So it's great in that sense. Probably where it has been a little bit diffi- difficult was the fact that in the end the Australian season got shut down um, after we made the announcement. So a, a, yeah. a lot of the plans we had in terms of the education and the explanation of what we're doing, uh, we weren't able to roll out. So there was this you know, global announcement which uh, reached ridiculous numbers uh, worldwide, yet we didn't have our season to, uh, to, to roll out the education plans that, that, that we'd hoped for. So in, in, in that sense, probably a little bit behind the eight ball in terms of you know, how we would have liked to have, um, uh, I, I guess, marketed it in, in, in some sense and, and given some more context to what it means and how it works and having more people in the stadium and then understanding, okay, yes, I can still come in and buy a hot dog with, uh, yeah, with fiat or there, there is the option of Bitcoin, okay? So how does, if, 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 if they're a normie, okay, how does Bitcoin work? And um, and even being able to explain to them if they're a small uh, business owner about you know, the Lightning Network and, and how that you know, money will be deposited in, into your you know, wallet instantly or there won't be any fees, et cetera, et cetera, and then go, okay, so just on that very simple uh, transaction process alone, this is really good for a small business because I'm now no longer waiting four days for the money to come through a point-of-sale system and I'm not losing 3%. Wow, I love it. Or if you're speaking to a a small business that has any sort of transaction internationally about how you know, the payments can be made via Bitcoin you know, without having to go through SWIFT codes and all the runaround of operating through a, uh, the legacy system and them enjoying the fact that it's instant. When you can start to have those conversations because they're actually uh, you know, in the ballpark and experiencing it, I think uh, will we'll help the education incredibly. I'm sort of curious, uh, when you are talking to people down the line, you know, you know, five, 10, 15 mm. years out, what's the vision that you're casting for the future of the team because of the the Bitcoin standard that you're operating on? What what does that make possible for your organization in the future? Oof. As Patrick said, how many hours do we have to go through this? Yeah, the whole landscape of sport will change. Yeah, the Lightning Network and sending sats yeah, through broadcast will completely revolutionize how, how players are paid or how they're valued. So there, there, there's so much in this space that will change. You know, just just like any other industry is being disrupted, really. So, um, yeah, we'll, 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 we've got an announcement to make, and, and unfortunately, I can't uh, say too much about it during this chat. In, in, in the next few days, in, in, in terms, you know, the Lightning Network, and you know, just how bullish it will be in terms of the fan experience inside the ballpark. But also, if you're sitting on your um, on your sofa, you know, in the United States and, what, and watching one of our games, so. It's pretty cool what we've got planned to happen, but this is also a space that is changing so rapidly, yeah? and it's hard to predict what the future will be and how, how much the, mm-hmm. the advancements in technology will be in 15 years' time. 
you know, Bitcoin what, is 13 years old and look how much it's matured over that short period of time. Uh, how much more will it mature in the next decade um, and, and what will be sitting, you know, in, in terms of layers underneath um, the blockchain as well or the Lightning Network. So, um, yeah, it, it's moving fast. Uh, to probably predict 15 years it, it is, is pretty hard. Um, yeah, we're tr- trying to keep up, I think, with the, uh, with the next 15 days in some ways, Patrick. So, Patrick, I'm kind of curious to piggyback off of that. Maybe what are some of the conversations that you've had, especially with the players and with the fans, about the potential of Bitcoin in the organization? Yeah, I, I would say it's it's easy enough. You don't have to complicate it too much. Uh, with the, the simple idea is that uh, Bitcoin allows the organization to operate from a point of strength, projecting out into the future. Right? It is the uh, it is the, the thing that we can rely on, the surest thing that that, that will, there will be no changes to. Uh, and from that bedrock, from that foundation, uh, it allows us to be a better baseball team. And essentially what the players are interested in, they're interested in how does this make me a better baseball player? And now that's a long conversation that we can have. Um, it's really simple to understand, right? That the gist of it is uh, athletes understand low time preference uh, inherently, right? You have to do the work if you're an athlete. If you want to hit the baseball, you got to hit 10,000 baseballs. No one can hit the baseballs for you. Um, you know if you hit those baseballs um, and, no, and, and no one can help you along the way and no one can cheat you out of that practice time. So they understand the idea that, okay, uh, yes, I, I understand that low time preference makes a difference. The, the fans understand that, well, how does this make us a better baseball team? Well, now the, the, the baseball players, they don't have to spend time, uh, whether that is in the, you know, the fiat normie world of going to get banking accounts when they arrive. They can instantly get paid. They can instantly be signed up uh, to get access to the funds that they deserve. And they can be on the field getting better and practicing and doing all those things better. Um, the, you know, it doesn't matter so much from a concession side or uh, the fact that they can pay in Bitcoin. It's about making the team better. So the explanations to the players is this is how it's going to make you more effective and this will allow you to focus more on your job, which is the whole reason that you get paid, right? That's why you receive value. That's why you receive uh, energy reserves is because of what you are providing. What you're providing is being a baseball player. Now, why is a baseball player valuable? Uh, again, uh, it goes into a much deeper conversation about why that actually is. And, and it's interesting to think about. And that's what's going to change around sports is now you will be forced to answer that question. Uh, why is baseball, why is professional sports valuable at all? Why do people go and watch the thing? Is it just to turn their minds off for a few minutes or for a few hours every weekend? Our argument is that it's not um, and that it actually does serve a purpose or it wouldn't exist. Um, And that purpose is deep, meaningful and impactful. um, And it has been distorted over time through the fiat world. Um, And we have seen sports change. You've seen the attitudes around players change, around teams. um, And that that essence of why sports exist has been lost. Uh, So for Players, it's one thing. For fans, it's this is going to make us a better team. Uh, it's going to allow us to attract a lot more talent. Right? One of the main things when we were uh, orange pilling the board was just the revelation to them that we are a small organization. Right? This is not the New York Yankees. This is uh, sub 100 employees um, at peak period. And that means that we don't have access to um, all of the best and brightest minds in the world. But Bitcoin allows us to do that because it is an open source network. And whatever changes are happening that someone in El Salvador is making to make payments that little bit quicker or to make... Uh, storing your seed phrase a little bit better. All of those things, we're just sucking up. Like we're not doing any extra work. We're just plugging into the network and allowing the the brightest minds around the world because there are incentives, there are opportunities. All of these things align to make Bitcoin a very powerful siren song for people around the world to work on and contribute to. We're just simply plugging into that. So if we can be a better organization and that leads to more wins on the field and allows uh, uh, the fan a better experience on the day because we can get rid of some of the fiat aspects of sports, um, then they are all in. I'm sort of curious. Could you talk a little bit more about fiat distortion? That's something that maybe if you've been in Bitcoin for a while, that phrase computes with you a little bit. But how has that affected sports in particular? 
Uh, it's it's affected everything, like the 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 athletes, right? You have a very limited window um, in order to earn or to to get return on the value that you have put in, right? The work that you have put on to get really good, there's a very small window and it's very compressed, and you're trying to maximize that as quick as you can. And the way that you maximize that is you uh, do a lot of showboaty things and you make a lot of noise, uh, and you, you maybe aren't thinking, uh, why am I valuable as a sportsman? You're thinking, how can I extract as much value from the system as I can because I need that value because it's even though if you, it's not conscious in your mind, it's being sucked away from me every chance I get. I need to accumulate this massive bag rather than uh, how, do, how do I give back or the, the value to the people that come and watch, to the people that contribute, to the people that give their energy to me, to the organization, to be able to put my skills on display. How do I enrich that rather than uh, how do I you know, attract the next sponsor dollar by wearing neon socks or by uh, you know, getting a face tattoo or whatever it might be around sports. Uh, the other thing is that uh, you know, just think about this. This is a, a, an often a, a very weird thing. Uh, you think about the NFL uh, in the, the US. In the NFL, the, the game is, say, average of three hours and 30 minutes long. You spend an hour watching ads. You spend an hour watching ads. If you take the federal minimum wage of $10 an hour for the 17 million people that are average watching that broadcast, 17 million people waste an hour at $10 an hour. You start to lose quite a bit of uh, GDP over the course of a 272 game season, right? There's a lot of productivity that is lost simply to watching ads that aren't targeted anyway, that, that do you no good anyway. How can that shift? And back to that value for value model, how much is it actually worth to the people that are watching? We, we don't know. We don't know how much an athlete is actually worse, worth because they don't have access to the market. They don't have access to the people that are actually paying them because it's going through a proxy, which is the organization. So it's about determining, uh, number one, what is the true value for what athletes bring? or what sports bring versus what is the advertised revenue that comes off of that? And what is the, the, the time leech, the attention leech, right? If you're, if the product is free, you're the product. <laughs> and that is exactly what is happening. The people understand that sports draw people in because of all of the non-fiat reasons, right? Because it does put on display in a very time poor way. It shows you what hard work, what determination, what teamwork, what grit, what resilience does. And you're supposed to take those ideas and you're supposed to use them in your own life, right? You're supposed to get inspired by what uh, absolute determination and dedication to perfecting your craft does. And that has been siphoned off by people who go, hey, I want to be associated with that. Well, you want to be associated, but, that, but, but you don't actually produce that. <laughs> you know, the person that's actually producing that is the one that is providing the value. Um, and that is, where the, that is where the reward should be. And in a capitalistic society where uh, the, the best and the brightest rise to the top through competition, um, it, it is being siphoned away by uh, stuff that is just acting on that as a proxy. And if you think about just in just in the amount of time that are wasted um, on advertisements and what you could be doing with that time, there is value in there. You just don't know that you're paying for it. And you are. And everyone is doing it. So two more questions, one for each of you. Steve, first of all, could you give business owners who are listening to this podcast right now, maybe a couple thoughts now that you've moved to a Bitcoin standard? Yeah, I know you said you've, you're still using fiat for some things, but could you just give some recommendations or thoughts on what business owners might need to think about in order to get toward a Bitcoin standard or begin using Bitcoin in their business? Uh, don't overthink it. Uh, the, the longer you sit on the couch thinking whether I should or shouldn't, um, won't help. Uh, the, the, the best advice I could give is start uh, and just start somewhere. It doesn't mean changing your whole business model, but just open the first page and start understanding Bitcoin and how it can improve your business. It doesn't mean uh, operating on a Bitcoin standard from day one, but until you're brave enough to make that change, um, you're getting left at the station. 
that, that there is a lot to learn um, and you don't need to know it all to start somehow. Um, it was in some ways our own you know, self-trepidation as to what took us so long to get started thinking, have we covered everything? Do we know this? Do we know that? Should we be doing this? If we kept asking ourselves those questions, we wouldn't have made the move um, on November 17, 2021. So I guess if you're a business owner, um, and maybe it goes back to even the in the initial five questions as you had, you know, just purchase a little bit of Bitcoin and start playing around with it in some ways. Be prepared to, in some ways, you know, lose $100, whatever it may be, just understand how transactions work and how to store it, um, et cetera, et cetera. Once you've got your, you know, the basic principles around that, then and, and look at ways that how you can introduce it to, you, to your business. And understanding every business is a little bit different, yeah, but if you are a small business and you are using a point of sale system and you're waiting four days for that money to reach your account and you are losing 3%, and calculate how much better your business can be year on year by reducing that three percent down to either zero percent or even one percent of transaction fees yeah Um, and then once you start to see the savings you'll start to understand i should be doing this because this is better for my business just on that simple uh practice alone the important thing is don't be afraid uh, that you don't know it all, you don't, you're not expected to, or, you, or you're not going to be able to know it all. Um, you know, Mike, Michael Saylor continues to advance himself and improve himself. Yeah, uh, with MicroStrategy and what they do, they're they're evolving. Um, yeah, and, and and in some ways, they're, yeah, they're, they're flag bearer, you know, of, of organisations, um, obviously at a very high scale. But you know, they, do they continue to tweak and make adjustments? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, what what you necessarily thought at the start will. will will continue to evolve, um, but just be you know, brave enough to put your foot where others aren't. And Patrick, for you, I would love to hear how people who are listening to this podcast can potentially get some Perth heat paraphernalia, some merchandise, things like that. I love what it looks like. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be the guy to wear a Bitcoin shirt, but Perth heat that has a Bitcoin logo, but looks really well designed. I would be interested in something like that. So could you share with people where they can go to get some merch, maybe any final thoughts, then we'll pass it off to Steve for his final thoughts as well. Uh, yeah, easiest spot to find the merch. I mean, you just Google Perth Heat Bitcoin, you'll see the site. Uh, you can get all the uh, the hats, the jerseys, which is actually, uh, you know, I've timed it perfectly with this podcast because we're actually running a competition for the network. Again, uh, trying to reach out to reflect exactly what Bitcoiners want from a Bitcoin standard company because we know so many eyeballs are on the organization, so many eyeballs are on the company to see whether or not this is actually going to work out. We want to represent uh, what the network wants to project. Um, So there's a competition right now to design the Bitcoin jerseys. Uh, So if you have any uh, design skills, even if you don't, I know I don't, but I've put in my uh, design. You know, I I like the the Bitcoin wizard back from the Reddit days. Uh, You know, it can be as simple as uh, you know, just a hand-drawn thing, but uh, hopefully it becomes a statement for what Bitcoin uh, represents uh, both on and off the field. And uh, those are available on the website. You can find all that stuff. And uh, uh, the parting words would be, I would echo what Steve said, especially as small business owners, uh, just get involved. It's so much, it's so easy now, even just for taking payments, right? Taking payments used to be this whole big uh, problem. You had to understand quite a bit about Bitcoin just to wrap your wrap your head around it. And nowadays, if you can sign up for an email, you can sign up and start receiving payments uh, over the Lightning Network and you can start to accumulate that Bitcoin. You don't have to buy it, right? Just Put it up, put a sign up, uh, see if it uh, gets any traction and you can instantly be accepting it. And, and once you do, uh, that will give you the motivation to start thinking a little bit more about how this can actually impact every single aspect of the business. And then, uh, you know, you make your own decision. Every every company is going to have its own, you know, intricacies about how they're going to move forward. Uh, but I think just getting that little bit and start accepting it and start playing around with it, and you're going to see pretty quickly uh, that there there are very few uh, impediments to, to taking Bitcoin payments um, and it's getting easier and easier by the day.
And then, Steve, you've given us some final thoughts already, but maybe anything else you want to share before we close out, plus the best way for us as Bitcoiners to support you as a Bitcoin standard team? Yeah, well, look, firstly, we're awfully grateful for the you know, incredible support we've had you know, uh, from, from the community, from the network over the last uh, eight, eight months or so. So, uh, yeah, we're very appreciative of that. Um, how, how can you support? Uh, yeah, yeah. All, all, all the usual uh, methods by jumping online, purchasing merchandise, uh, purchasing memberships if you're if you're in Australia, coming to games, uh, yeah, at, at the ballpark. You know, looking at some of the yeah, responses we've had, uh, you know, nationally, we think we'll get yeah, quite a few bitcoins coming from different parts of of Australia to our ballpark to, to support us, which is which is awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, like like our socials, get get involved. Uh, yeah, we'd love to see more entries coming through for. Our, our jersey competition come back to us with feedback uh you know we think we're a representation of, of the network so um you know we're open to suggestions on you know what the community would like to see from us uh it's not necessarily what uh, patrick and i think is best uh for the perth heat but you know we're also open to other bitcoiners saying well have you thought of this or could this you know, potentially be part of uh, the journey as well so um we're certainly open to suggestions but uh, yeah jump online perthate.com.au there's a uh, tab at the top, which is uh, Bitcoin, um, and there's a couple of obviously different pages from there, which lead you to uh, different different parts of the organisation in terms of what we're doing with Bitcoin. Um, and stay tuned; we've got some uh, some pretty exciting announcements um, in the in the coming months with what we'll do. Um, and we would certainly love to know more um, yeah, from what the community would like to see from us as well. It's 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 important that we do provide that representation of the Bitcoin community in terms of uh, what we're doing uh, on the field and also away from uh, winning championships. All right. Well, thank you so much for explaining to us a little bit about what you're doing at Perth Heat. Looking forward to keeping up with what you're doing in the coming days. Really appreciate your time today. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure. Awesome. Thanks for having us, Josh. Cheers. All right, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out, our email is info at bizbitshow.com. Also, if you haven't done so yet, go ahead and scroll on down to the show notes. There you'll find ways to connect with me and our guest, as well as our excellent sponsors who can help you succeed in your life and in your business. Keep building, keep growing, and until next time, keep living and leading well. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value-for-value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes, so if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn stats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today